Welcome back to the Greasy Knuckles Podcast with Jimbo and J-Bones. Alright, this is the Greasy Knuckle. We got J-Bone here. Oh, Jimbo over here. Our million house is going on. And uh, I guess today we're just going to see if we can tell some funny military stories. See what happened when we were in the services, so to speak. So, uh, you know, from the last episode that I was in the Air Force, Jimbo was in the Navy, and we'll, uh, we'll come back around for Marv's, Marv Millie's uh, military experience, whatever, what have you, yeah. later, since he wasn't here for that episode. But, uh, Millie, you were also in the Air Force, Air correct? Air Force, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so... Yeah. Might have to talk a little louder. Yeah. What the fuck is going on here? Sorry, we're having some technical difficulties. So, uh, who wants to start it off? Uh, you can go ahead, man. I gotta gotta think of some things, man. So, man, there was this this crazy shit that happened whenever I was in boot camp. So, we used to have... It's called, uh, man, I don't even remember. But basically, it's where you get beat in boot camp. You know, like you fucked up your your little squadron, your flight, your, you know. What have you. What have you. Your class has, has royally <laughs> fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, to the point of no return. So, so you're smoked. They're going to smoke you. They're going to beat you. They're going to fuck you up, you know. <laughs> so there's this one time. I think we only got like this extreme beating. I think only one time. Um, and man, it's gonna drive me crazy that I don't remember. It. But anyways, so they had these cards, right? These they're orange cards, and the orange card that the RDCs or the drill instructors or the TIs, or whatever, right. whatever branch you're in, they had workouts on them, right? And there was like probably 15 different workouts per side of the orange card. All right. And if you'd fuck up, they'd give you that orange card, you know? They'd be like, all right, we're gonna start off with blank, right? And then they'd just work their way down. Sometimes they'd repeat them, sometimes they'd go back and forth between different ones, whatever. Anyways, it sucked ass. Well, we had this big motherfucker. I mean, (laughs) he was probably, Close to seven feet tall. Like this, this motherfucker was huge. And joining the Navy, it's kind of dumb to be that big. You know, you gotta go. Stuck in a submarine, that's all. Yeah, you gotta get stuck on a submarine or you get put on a ship. Like, which reminds me, we did have this like seven foot three dude on the boat, and he had to walk like fucking (laughs) Rumpelstiltskin through that bitch. Like, he was just all crumpled over, you know? So, Crumpelstiltskin. Crumpelstiltskin (laughs) over there, you know? Like, it, I know that dude was fucked up. And then the way you could tell he was fucked up is we'd go out to the hangar where there was plenty of room for his big old head and he would still be walking like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just perma-fixed, you know? Yeah. That dude's got scoliosis from the neck down, you know what I'm saying? But I think that's where you get it. I think so. No, all the way down. Yeah. Through his toes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, anyways, so we had this big motherfucker like seven foot tall probably like 280 i mean just corn fed you know well 
anyways, his big old ass couldn't get his legs off the ground. Like, because we were getting beat, you know? What were you guys doing with a workout? Was it like a specific, like... You mean like where you're laying on your back, like foot raises or whatever? Like yeah, like flutter kicks flutter and kicks. shit. Okay. But this is after like 45 minutes of doing uh, all sorts of crazy shit, you know? So his boots were too heavy, you know? <laughs> I mean, they were size 47s, so yeah. you can imagine if you're carrying around six foot of shoe, you know? Yeah. That, that's heavy. So, and it was steel toe. So he couldn't get them up, he couldn't get them up, and he was, he was not in the greatest of shape as is, you know? And uh, our RDC, he, he was this crazy, like, battle-hardened motherfucker. Like, you could tell he's seen some shit. And he was, he was a corpsman for the oh, Marines. Yeah. So he was, like, he was over there in Afghanistan, Iraq, everything, like, getting shot at and doing all sorts of crazy yeah. shit. All the so same countries. He was, <laughs> he was probably about five, six, right? Small little dude. Yeah. But he was terrifying, you know, like somebody that would kill you, you know, quick. Well, he sees from the other side, we had this huge compartment. It was probably a room like 70 foot, 80 foot long, you know, mm -hmm. big old room. And because we had a lot of people in there and uh, he saw it from the other side, dude, like a hawk. This guy couldn't get his legs up off the ground. And he runs, full sprint. I mean, full dead sprint, runs, jumps over probably six people, and then lands both feet, fucking bam, on either side of his head. Like, the accuracy in this dude's stomp was crazy. But that, that tells you, like, this was a yeah. psycho dude, you know? Both of his feet on either side of the head, bam! And he just looks him dead in the face and just starts screaming screaming i started laughing but i had to like kind of <laughs> you know it was that scared laugh that nervous laugh like yeah. something's going down yeah. you know but i don't know that was something crazy that happened that was like i don't know first month in the navy you know i hadn't even graduated boot camp yet i was already seeing this crazy motherfucker and i was like this is awesome yeah, you know like yeah, this yeah. is the shit but that's great, man. I have a lot. I have a lot of stories about basic training. Not a lot of crazy shit happened there. I mean, people used to fuck by the dryers and stuff. I don't know if you remember the little like <laughs> patio we could go to, like where the lawn. I don't know if it's still the same when oh, you went yeah, through. Oh yeah, like uh, uh, well, you were in Alcatraz, right? Because he had Disney and Alcatraz. I don't know. It was in Lackland. Yeah. So the old dorms, they call Lackland now, and the new new dorms are called Disney. Oh. I was in Disney, but for Airman Week. Mm -hmm. We went to Alcatraz, the older dorms. So, but people used to fuck in there. Like, I don't have a lot of crazy stories about basic. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to tell anything about that, I guess. There's nothing really fine, crazy man. happening there. Uh, I guess it doesn't have to be in any kind of chronological order either, but... No. So, when I was in Italy, we got... You know, I like, used to... I don't know if you could still do it when you were in Millie, but we used to haze the new guys. Yeah. And we got off to the flight line. We had a new guy, and... Out on the flight line, there was no toilets where I was, so you had to walk probably a good half a mile to the to the shop. That's where the toilets were. So they put this porta shitter out there, <laughs> and it was like a it was like a death sentence if you went in that thing, you oh, know. Was, especially in the summertime, so summer <laughs> out there just baking. And we used to have a couple of tow vehicles that we drove around out there, and uh, we had two of them, so we had big toe and little toe. 
and me and this other dude was driving around Little Toe and we had this like a ratchet strap on the back. And if anybody went in there, we'd haul ass over there in the truck and put the bumper up against the door of this porta shitter, wrap the tie strap around it, and leave you know leave people in there for yeah. a little bit, but not usually not too long. Summer. So this dude runs in there. Fucking, he thinks nobody's seeing him. No, he's checking, fucking checking his blind spots or whatever. And he hauls ass across there, and he gets in, and we go flying across, strap the thing, go back to work like nothing happened, whatever. So end of the day, we're all in, all in the support, turning our tools in. And our expediter, this dude Camelhead, he says, uh, he says, anybody seen the other guy, the new guy or whatever? And everybody's looking at each other like, who the fuck's he talking about? Because we forgot. He was like day two for this dude. Right. So yeah. we forgot he you was even there. Yeah. And the other guy, uh, Prem, looks at me. That's not his name. Prem looks at me and he said, and he's fucking like, oh, fuck. You know, like he mouths it to me. So we told Camelhead like, oh, we left something out there. We got to run. We run out there. And this motherfucker's still locked in the in the shitter, and he's been in there for like three hours, probably. <laughs> Middle of summer, and summer in Italy is like they have like 101 critical days of summer. It gets fucking hot. So, we go over there, pull the strap off of it, snatch the door open. This dude just fucking falls out on his face, going water, water, <laughs> like he's fucking dying in there, bro. But yeah, we fucking left that dude in there for hours. Like a bunch of toe strap ninjas. Yeah, That's yeah. he was fucked up. Thought we almost killed him. Jeez. All right, me, man, basic. So second day I started, um, what was in the second? I can't remember, maybe like it was week one. Uh, I remember this one kid, this one little kid, man, he looked terrified. I can already tell, I was like, man, he's, he's gonna drop out. I can already tell. Um, one morning, our TIs came in screaming and um i mean they, they were going crazy on Saturday. i don't know what happened something happened i'm not sure what happened but i remember this one kid i always paid attention to he was the bunk right across from me every time we'd wake up we get into uh attention and i used to always look at him he always always look scared and i would you know i would always tell him man relax you know this is there's nothing crazy you're gonna it's get the air force it's the air force yeah. right <laughs> They're not gonna kill us, man. You'll get bacon, egg, and cheese biscuits in about ten minutes. <laughs> Six you know weeks I mean? away from a five-star hotel, brother. Just chill out. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one day though, he was talking to one of the uh, trainees, and he's like, "Man, I'm gonna," he's like, "I'm gonna try to get out of here. I can't do this anymore." And I remember we're all talking to him, like, "Dude, you're like you're overreacting. Relax, okay? Week three, week four, they're gonna leave you alone. You know what I mean? It's just first couple of weeks, they gonna give you some shit, but that's it." And I remember we were doing our, uh, we were doing our uh, chores. You know, you got the day room and laundry and bathroom. And I remember I could just hear the TI screaming. And I'm like, whoa. Like, you know how like when your TIs are screaming, you know when it's just like he's screaming and then like he's screaming. Like yeah. he's mad, he's pissed. Like it's either the act oh, or something man. really happened. Yeah, like he actually, like something happened. This yeah. isn't normal. And, um, I'm looking around, I'm like, yo, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, I'm looking at the other guys, and they're like, yo, he said he's gonna commit suicide. Oh, shit. And the TI, it's personal, because his buddy, he was security forces, took his own life a couple years ago, and you know, it hit a home for him. Mm -hmm. So, when you heard him say that, I mean, he literally went to his locker, threw everything out of it. I mean, he opened it, he just flipped his bed, he threw everything out of his locker, kicked his bag, he was like, pack your shit, get the fuck out. 
And I mean, we were all just like, we didn't know what to do. We were just like, yo, like, is he serious? And I mean, like, the kid, I don't know how he said it, but he was just like, I'm going to commit suicide. I'm going to take my life. And, you know, at that point, it was just like, he was just like, you know what? This kid's a liability. Um, you don't know if, he really, if he's really going to do it or not, but... I mean, better safe than sorry, but I mean, it, it hit home for our TI because his buddy took his life, man. So it was just... They kick him out? Yeah, man. They got rid. Literally, I think the, that that same day, he was uh, he was on a bus out of there. That same day. Uh, TI made sure of it. Yeah. So you, you reminded me of something when you told that story. You know how you do like the dorm guard at night? Yeah. Where you, whatever the fuck <laughs> it was called. What was it? Uh, uh, You're on TC, watch. TC. Was it TC? I don't remember what it was called. You're on watch. <sighs> So I don't know why you look to me. I don't know any of the Air Force <laughs> shit because it's, it? it's so much nicer and better and more organized. I mean, basic's not better and nicer. I mean, it's still a, it's the fucking same cots and wool blankets <laughs> and people screaming in your face. So, mm. especially when I went through before you youngins went through. You know? I went through in the old days. No, Just I'm to get so, <laughs> so, uh, no, they used to hit us with the brim of their hat though, like right between your eyes, like because I got in trouble a lot because I talk shit, you know. Yeah. So, but anyhow. I was on dorm guard or fucking whatever it's called, watch. And I'm in there and it's real late. All the lights are off. Everybody's supposed to be asleep. And I'm walking around with my flashlight looking at shit, my moonbeam. And I hear the fucking all the showers come on. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is, you know, yeah. that's weird, whatever. So I walk in the showers and all the lights are off and all the showers are running. The showers are like a, it was like a big stall, probably like 10 by 20 room. And it had probably 10 heads on yeah. each side. Cause you know, y'all get in there, you, you know how it is, you gotta shower at the same time. So it's mm -hmm. not heel to toe, but you pretty much walk through the water and get wet. So I reach over and flip the lights on this dude who shall re remain unnamed. He's on his back on the floor and he's got both of his legs pulled up like by his head. And he's like, he said he was washing his asshole, <laughs> but he was like going to town on that thing, you know, like, <laughs> Like, I don't know how else to say it. He on, was, like, on his, like, gooch? No, man, like, on the hole. Like, he was DJing that thing, you know, like, <laughs> like a turntable. Right? So I flipped the light on. I said, what the fuck are you doing, man? He's like, I'm washing my asshole, motherfucker. He was from, uh, um. Up north, he had to be. No, he's from New York. He was from, uh, north, yeah. Staten Island. Staten That's where Island. He's, from. <laughs> he's like, I'm washing my asshole, motherfucker. So I said, dude, what the fuck? It doesn't look like you're washing anything, you know? It looks like you're, uh. DJing, like having man. a good time over yeah. here whatever he's like i come in here every night like after everybody goes to sleep i come in here and turn the lights off and take a long shower that way i can take a long shower yeah wow so i just turned the fucking lights off and went back the other <laughs> way just fucking leave that dude in there but who would lay in those floors anyways That's no hell man. man so like you you did remind me of something about hazing though like getting off the subject of playing dj with booty holes yeah. uh <laughs> So anyways, when I was working on the F-18s, right, we had the launch bar. And you could unlock it manually, like if the jet was off and everything. You guys had a bar? Yeah. So the launch bar... You making martinis and shit? Oh my god. <laughs> the launch bar comes down off the nose and it hooks into the catapult of the boat. You know, fucking gone. Gotcha. So... You can unlock it manually, where you just pull this little lever down and you push it down. And you're supposed to do that to check it. Like, make sure it springs back up where it's supposed to and everything. Mm -hmm. And when the jet's on, they do it, you know, electronically. They just hit a button, 
comes okay. down, hits the ground like hard as fuck, mm -hmm. and then comes back up. He's a day. So we had these two pressure gauges in the nose. One was low pressure, the other one was high pressure. And the needle was always out of the range, like just by a hair, you know. Yeah. Very rarely would you get it spot on in the green. Usually it'd be just a little bit out, but it was fine. So I got this new trainee who was under me and I was like, hey man, I just, I need you to pump the launch bar. And he's like, pump the, pump the launch bar? I was like, yeah, yeah. So you unlock it right here, you gotta push it down. And it took some fucking muscle to get it to go down to the ground. Like to get it to hit the ground, I mean, it was like doing reps, yeah. you know, on the bench. Yeah. Like it was, it was a motherfucker to push it all the way to the ground and make it touch and then come back up. I was like, each one has to touch the ground or the needle won't move. I was like, but I need this in the green and I'm gonna, you know, finish looking over the jet. He's like, all right, yeah, yeah, I got you. And he was, a, he was a big old boy, you know, and he was pushing it, locking it, pushing it to the ground. And, you know, he's starting to get tired. I was like, hey man, the pilot's gonna launch soon. Like, you know, we need to get this done. All right, all right, yeah. And then one of my buddies called me down to his jet. It was like two jets down or whatever. And uh, went down there, I was talking to him. He had some questions about what was going on and stuff. Talking to him and I was like, man, I'm kind of thirsty, you know, it was hot. It was in the middle of summer in the desert. So 115, 16, whatever. And so I went in got some water and I was cooling off and I was like, yeah, I got about 20 more minutes till the jets launch. And then someone said his name. And I was like, oh fuck. And I took off running, dude, to the flight line. Like, as fast as I could. And I was like, yo, yo, stop. This dude was out there shaking. I mean, like, <laughs> you could see him from 100 yards away just shaking, trying to get this bar to touch the ground just one more time, dude. Because that needle wasn't budging. Yeah. Those gauges didn't mean shit all mm -hmm. for that launch bar. <laughs> you know, you got to bring out the nitrogen cart, hook that bitch up, you know, everything else. That that launch bar doesn't do nothing for it. But he was out there struggling, dude. Jeez. I was like, yo, yo, stop. Get inside, dude. Go take a break. Like, chill out the rest of the day. You're good, dude. <laughs> like, I felt horrible. Almost killed him. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was, he was determined, though. After that, I knew, like, you know... Whatever I said, he was going to do it. Yeah. You know, so I didn't take advantage of that. Yeah. Like, I was just like, all right, he, he's willing to learn. Even if it's going to suck ass, he's not going to give up. He's going to listen. Because he was out there fucking, <laughs> like, just shaking, dude. Jeez. It was, I felt horrible. But it was funny as fuck at the same time. <laughs> so we got our first female mechanic in Italy. This female crew chief. This one may ruffle some feathers, I don't know, but... <laughs> on the front of the 16, there's a big pitot tube. For anybody that doesn't know what a pitot tube, it's like an air data tube. But this thing is probably, probably 12 inches long, and I don't know how to say how big around it is, like a, like a big carrot. Yeah. All right. So we got this new female crew chief, and you know, one of the jokes back then was you told <laughs> we tell it to dudes too, but it was funnier because it was a girl who told her you had to do a, a air data check on the pitot tube. So the pitot tube had a hole right in the end of it, about as big as your finger, small little finger, and it had little holes all the way around it. Yeah. So told her what you got to do is you got to get a ladder and you got to stand up and you got to put your hand around the pitot tube and blow in it. 
and run your hand back and forth on it to make sure the air was coming out, right? Hell yeah. So we're all, we're all in the truck and we told her to do this and watching out the window, oh, and man, she's going to town on this thing like, <laughs> like, like I'm almost there going to town. You know, she's blowing on this thing and running her hand back and forth. And the commander came up in his little truck and he pulled up behind the bread van, which is what we rode around in. And we opened the back door, you know, how's it going, sir, whatever. He's like, one of you motherfuckers get over there and get her off that jet. He's like, you can't do shit like that. That's a female. <laughs> so it's all right if it was a dude. It was funny. But because it was a female, he was like, good. So I went and told her it was good. And they're like, yeah, that's good. It's probably good. Jeez. Yeah. Give me that nick. Yeah. Yeah, she was definitely going to tell him that thing, man. There was that. And then, I mean, I guess it doesn't all have to be like work-related either. We went uh, TDY to Spain one time. And this, this dude that was one of the sergeants with us, we were walking out of the bar and it was cold when we went that time. So I went twice, but we were there for two weeks. But he walked out and there was a fur coat hanging by the front door and he stole it, right? And I was fucked up, I was drunk, but uh, I mean, I was always drunk, but we got out there and he told he was like, yo man, he's like, you wanna wear this jacket? And I was like, fuck yeah, you know, I'm a party in that thing, this big ass fur coat. So I put it, I, I gave him my hoodie and I put the jacket on I stuck my hand in the pocket and there was a pair of them like big old lady sunglasses. Yeah. So I stuck the, I put the sunglasses on, right? Mm -hmm. We're going all over Spain or all over Zaragoza. We're partying all night and shit. And I mean, people thought I was like famous, like I was somebody, you know what I mean? Like I'm <laughs> on tables, getting free drinks, just fucking living like a rock star that night. So I come back to the hotel and I walk through the lobby and, and it's probably five o'clock in the morning or so and all the all the people in the lobby, like the girls that work there, they're all looking at me like like the way they were looking at me I think was like like they knew something was going on, you know, yeah. and I was just fucking like bebopping through the lobby and whatever. I get my elevator go up and we had to have roommates. So my roommate in Spain was the same guy that was my roommate in Italy. So I'm trying to open the door, he fucking rips the door open and he <laughs> he grabs me by the face. And he's like, you motherfucker, like that. He's like, everybody in here is looking for that coat. I was like, what the fuck, you know, because I was just still like, yeah, motherfucker, whatever. So <laughs> in all my drunk wisdom, I just think, well, I'll just throw it in the elevator and hit lobby and I'll go to bed. So I take this thing off, put the sunglasses back, chuck it in the elevator, push the button, turn around, walk to my room. About three minutes later, it's open up. So I open the door. It's the commander, the, the first shirt, which is like, pretty far up on there, the flight chief, which is like not my direct supervisor, but next, right. my supervisor and this little Spanish lady. She's like four and a half feet tall, right? And she's wearing this coat. Now on her, it's a full length coat to the floor. Oh, wow. On me, it was like almost to my knees, you know? So <laughs> she grabs me by my nose and starts like, I don't speak Spanish, but she starts like giving me hell, you know, and like yeah. smacking me in the face and shit. And I'm just gonna stand there and take yeah. it because I'm thinking I'm not gonna punch this old lady. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to, but I'm not gonna punch this old lady. And she's got, we got a translator there, we got cops. I mean, there's 15 people in this hallway over this jacket, Jeez. this coat. How much is a jacket? So I'm gonna get to that. So <laughs> they're telling me you're lucky she doesn't want to press charges, but she's like grandma, you know, she's just scolding me. But luckily, even I even smoked back then. Luckily I hadn't burned it, hadn't spilled shit all over it. Yeah. It ended up being a $10,000 mink coat like a real legit like Louis Vuitton or something I don't know Jeez. so I got that was the first time I got a direct order not to drink but the next the next day at work the commander brings me in after we get to the flight line and he wants to know the story where'd you get the jacket where'd you get the coat and I said somebody let me wear it 
he's like, who let you wear it? I said, I don't know. I don't remember because I'm not going to rat. You know, rats get bats. So mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. So I got a direct order not to drink. And fucking, and I mean, I knew exactly who gave it to me. I remember. Yeah. So this dude was sweating. You know, he's like, yo, what'd you tell him? What'd you tell him, man? I was like, don't worry, man. I didn't tell on you. I mean, it's fucked up. I can't drink now. So the next, the next night, just real quick, the next night we go out and I'm thinking I'm going to go to this restaurant where we all started every night. It's called Bull McCabe's. I'm just going to have something to eat. I'm going to go back to the room. I'm not going to get myself in trouble. I'm like 19, maybe 20 at this point, you know? So mm -hmm. I get in there and my pilot that flew the jet that I worked is there, you know? And then, and most of the time in the Air Force, when you went out TDY, the pilots took care of it. You know, they get you drunk, whatever. This dude, I'll tell some more stories about him. He was awesome. He got us fucked up all the time. But so I walk in, he's like, yeah, he's got a beer in his hand, big draft beer, you know? He puts it down on the bar in front of me and all the pilots are there and the commander's at the end of the bar. And I'm like, man, I can't drink that shit. And I told him kind of the quick story and said, you know, that he told me I can't drink. So now it's like it became a challenge for him. So what he would do is he'd buy a beer and I was on his left. He'd sit in front of me and then he'd, he'd turn towards me and like stand up real tall so the commander couldn't see me. And he'd say, no, drink that shit. And I'd say, man, I'm not drinking it. He's like, you're going to fucking drink it or I'm going to tell him you drink it and you're going to be in trouble anyways. So I pound one, put it down like, all right, that's it. And then they start doing coin checks, you know, on the bar and stuff like that. So he ends up getting me fucked up. Like, I end up going out all night anyways and whatever. <laughs> but, but he, uh, I thought he was gonna get me in trouble, man. So I come, come back to the hotel after that, and I'm trying to sneak through the lobby this time, you know. Came through there like motherfucking Brad Pitt and Fight Club mm. the first night. So. <laughs> but I'm trying to sneak through there now, and I come in, and the fucking commander's in his chair in a chair in the lobby, just fucking hammered, dude. And this dude. <laughs> I don't know if I should say too much about him, but anyways, he was hammered. So I thought I'll help him to his room. I'll do a good deed. Maybe I'll get my drinking privileges back, you know? So I picked this dude, put his arm on my shoulder, drag him to his room and I just shove him in his room and I kept his room key. So the next day we're on the bus going to work and he's back there with sunglasses on. He's fucked up. And we get to the flight, the flight office. And I told him like, sir, can I talk to you for a minute? And he don't want to hear shit. He's hung over as fuck, you know, like yeah. what? I'm like, I was like, it just sucks, man. Like, it just sucks that if anybody found out about all this, like, partying and shit we're doing, he took his sunglasses off, his eyes are already. He's like, what do you want? And I said, man, I just want to drink, man. I've been, you know, like, I tried to relate to him and tell him, I've been with TDY here and I can't get fucked up. You know, it yeah, sucks. Yeah, yeah. We've been there like three days out of two weeks. Like, we had just got there. So <laughs> I said, I said, I just would hate for somebody to find out that, you know, I had to carry you to your room. And I had his room key in my hand, but I was like shaking like a fucking leaf, you know? Mm. So he snatches it out of my hand. He's like, not a word about this. He said, I'll fucking kick you out myself when we get back. <laughs> I said, so I can drink? He's like, just don't get in any more trouble. Because pilots used to be cool with mechanics, right? Yeah. So we go out the next, that night we go out and I come to the same bar and that same pilot, that dude, my pilot thinks he's going to play this game again. So he slaps a beer down in front of me and he's like, go ahead, motherfucker. And he's laughing at me, drink it, drink it. And I lean out around him, the commander's down there and I hold my beer up to the commander. And he just fucking looks at me for a second, picks his up and I chug it. He's like, what the fuck did you do, man? He's like, what the fuck? He's like, how the fuck did you do that? So he's, you know, he's pretty impressed. So I got my drinking privileges back. Yeah. That's yeah, it. That's I guess I could probably run over a little bit tonight. It won't matter. Yeah. I mean, we went on lunch late. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, I got one if you don't, Millie. Hit it. So, anyways, you've seen those hangover movies. You know how they go. Yeah. You know, you start drinking. live that shit. And then all of a sudden you're having a great night and then you wake up and wonder, where the fuck am I, right? We've all had those nights. 
Yeah. There was a specific time that lit, we literally recreated that night in Singapore. Mm -hmm. So we we're all drinking, having a good time. And I didn't get fucked up. Like I had a couple drinks, you know, but I came back and everything was great. And there was this, there was this dude there and he's like, hey man, can I stay with y'all? And the way port calls worked is they weren't just free for all. Unless we were in a United States territory or in the States, you know, you had to have a Liberty buddy. You had to have like wingman pre-authorized, you know, hotels and stuff, letting them know what room you're being in, like all this shit, right? That way they can keep accountability. On how about you. itinerary? And so when he asked me if he could stay in our hotel room, I was like, yo, what, what do you mean? Like, and, oh, well, I mean, I just wanted to know if I could stay with y'all. I was like, that's fucking weird. Who are you staying with? And <laughs> was he, he kind of just like chuckled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was in my command. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know, because you started with this dude. No, so I knew him. All right. I didn't want to say his name. Yeah. But I knew him, and I was just like, this, this is so weird. Where are you supposed to be? And he kind of chuckled. He's like, on the boat. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck no. Like, he didn't sign out. He didn't yeah. check out. Like, because you have to sign out of your command up in the ready room. And then you go down. But before you even go on Liberty, you sign out, like, at the post. Yeah. And then you go on Liberty. Yeah. So I was like, this motherfucker sneaked by everything. Yeah. There's one way on and one way off. And he just fucking <laughs> gone. So I was like, fuck no, you can't stay with me. He just ditched it over the and, side. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it'd, be a, it'd be a lot bigger of a splash now. But, so anyways, I was like, you need to be able to ride with so-and-so. He just went to this hotel. Like, go to this hotel. And he's like, oh, I ain't got no money. I was like, fuck it. Like, I'll pay for your taxi. You just, you go, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I paid for his taxi, and he he took off. I was like, all right, dope. Fast forward a little bit. I'm laying in there. I pass out. Get woke up maybe 15 minutes later. And it's my LT on the boat. And he's like, what the fuck? Where the fuck is... So and so, right? Yeah. I was like, "What are you? What are you talking about, dude? Hold on, hold on." Because, oh yeah, he he told me he was supposed to be with a different guy. Whatever. Anyways, it's kind of hard to do this without saying names. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyways, so I was like, "Listen, I don't know." He's like, "Is he in your hotel room?" I was like, "No, he's not." I got my Liberty buddy with me. I was like, you know. There's a bunch of people in this hotel, but he's not in this hotel. And he's like, oh, well, just a minute, just a minute. Stay awake, I'm gonna fucking call you back, blah, blah, blah. Hangs up the phone, and then it turned into like, where the fuck did this guy go? You know, this was three hours ago the last time I seen him. Yeah. And I was like, holy fuck, like he's just gone. And then, so I'm calling the dude that he was supposed to meet up with, over and over and over he wasn't picking up the phone and then finally he picks up the phone and he's like yeah dude i haven't seen him like 
you know, you said he was supposed to be here. I went outside and everything, like, haven't seen him, nothing like this. I was like, holy shit, like, he's just gone. And I'm calling the dude that's missing, calling his phone like crazy, like crazy. Straight to voicemail every time. I was like, this guy's fucking dead. Like, we're just, we're in a foreign country. He's fucking, he's all fucked up. He's drunk. He's dead. Yeah. So, anyways, fast forward about 20 more minutes. My LT calls me back. And I was like, listen, dude, I know we're past curfew. Because we even had curfew hours. Like, I was like, I know we're past curfew, but I think I know where he's at. I was like, the name of the hotel that he was supposed to go to there's another hotel with that exact same name. It's like four miles away from each other. And I was like, you you give us, you know, the okay, we'll go get this motherfucker. I, I'm almost positive we can. He's like, all right, all right, you know what? Give me a minute. He called me back like five minutes later. All right, go. So me and my buddy, I'm still kind of tipsy, you know? But I was like, man, I need a drink. Like, I'm already awake. Already out, might as well, right? I'm already outside. You know, we'll be drinking. When life gives you lemons, you know. (laughs) So, I'm fucking. We take some what we call liquid breakfast. You know, hit the road and uh, fly down the first taxi we see. And I was like, "Hey, listen, we need to get to this place now." And he's like, "Okay, like trying to tell me I was going to take a little." I was like, "No, no, no." You don't understand. I was like, our, our dude is missing. I was like, we need to get there right fucking now. And he's like, oh, fast. He's like, hell yeah, fast, dude. Like, fast. fast. He's like, <laughs> oh, very fast, very fast. I was like, as fast as you can fucking go, dude. <laughs> you never say that in Singapore because they take that literal as shit. We were running red lights. We were doing like 80 down these 15 mile an hour, like, uh, you know, residential streets. Jason Bourne. Like, yeah, right? That's a fucking baby driver shit, dude. He was drifting. I was like, what the fuck is going on, you know? And uh, anyways, he gets closer to this hotel, and I see this dude just sitting down, like nothing's going on, sitting down outside the fucking hotel. And uh, yeah, we come flying up like <laughs> that whole long tire screech all the way up to the curb and I just throw money like way more than the cab fare you know I was just fucking throwing money jumped out grabbed that dude by the shirt was like what the fuck is wrong with you because he ruined my night you know he got me in trouble and all this other shit even though it wasn't my fault because I didn't know but so anyways yeah we called the LT that dude got fucked up you know he got busted down or whatever. Like, he got in a lot of trouble for that. But yeah, yeah, there was there was a real life thing. Come to find out later, I don't know how much I want to go into this. I don't think it really matters though, because he's not in the military anymore. He was, uh, we'll just say, hanging out mm-hmm. with a bunch of females of the night. Say like nine of them. Some toots. Some toots. Got it. Um. And he was partying all night, apparently. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I believe this, but seeing how he told his wife this, and they got in a big argument, and he kind of worked his way through it, I kind of do believe him. Because yeah. I don't think you would lie and then carry that lie over to your wife right. just to make yourself seem validated, unless you're, like, super fucked up in the head. Um, but, yeah, it was, like, apparently this gigantic 
orgy that Holy. pursued through his night, and that's why he was disposed of for several hours. Hmm. And yeah, fucking crazy. Jeez. That shit, listen. <laughs>